What's up, everybody? We're back after a long delay. Raised on Retro, episode four. I'm Dad. Trey. I'm a little bit older and wiser. Trey's a little bit woker. I think today, he's more decrepit. <laughs> Dad, decrepit? <laughs> decrepit. Gee, that's, that's a whole new vocabulary word for you. <laughs> All right, let's jump into oh. the episode. Let's All go. right, episode four, let's go. Today, oh, well, oh, I'm trying to jump come on, right come into on, it. Come on, man. Hit them with, the, with it. Hit them with it. They, they can't think when they get this old. They can't keep this. <laughs> they can't, I really they can't, can't remember. They can't remember more than All one right. thing at a time. Well, let's get started. Let's get started. <laughs> um, shout out to our TikTok. To our TikTok, our social media. Go follow us on TikTok, Raised on Retro. Go our Gmail yes, if you want to send any uh you know, I can't think of the word. Raised on Retro Podcast at gmail.com. Send us feedback. Send feedback. us questions. That's the word. Send us <laughs> uh, show ideas. Send mm-hmm. us whatever. Oh, yeah. Don't send us no, nothing, no nudes or nothing. We don't want to <laughs> try to see all that. <laughs> all right. Um, we're going to start this episode off, and we're going we're gonna to jump Did you into- hit him with Spotify? We didn't hit him with the Spotify. Oh, my goodness. What's going on today? I think the last episode we introduced the Raised on Retro Spotify playlist. So if you're into playlist, playlist. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you like video game music, uh, we started a Raised on Retro Spotify playlist. And you can find us on Spotify. Just search Raised on Retro. And, you know, we've, we've added a bunch of our favorite game songs and soundtracks on there uh, if you have anything you would like to add again email us raiseonretro at gmail.com and we'll add it to the list check us out what I want you to do if you want to add your own song to that playlist is quickly go to our gmail send us a gmail saying what song you want if it's by a certain person who's published it on Spotify please do that you can also send links on Spotify send us a link to the song Boom, we'll get it in that playlist. Uh, we'll look at the song. We like it. Boom, added to the playlist. Uh, ready to hop in? Yeah. Uh, before we do that, I just want to say I appreciate everybody who oh yeah who, who interacts and reaches out and you know checks out the TikTok and and checks out the Spotify. I mean that that's why we do this so that we're not just talking to empty space out there so we appreciate y'all for listening that was a messy intro that was terrible we got it done we're not we're, <laughs> we're professionals uh, we're on episode what four are we, what people are we even talking we about? are on episode four <laughs> let's get into it we're starting with we left off episode three i, I can right. remember that we were talking about oh well, i think we need VR. to make a we were a, 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 a small announcement still just an apology for Uh-oh. real because <laughs> we had i mean it's been a long that's true okay drought that's since right. we've come out with a new episode it's like i feel like we get this momentum going we have a good episode and then like we wait way too long before we make another so apologies here we go let's start it off yeah hope y'all enjoy this one last episode we talked about vr yeah, we ended our favorite, episode three. Our favorite, our ex- 
games, our experiences, just talking in general about VR. We also talked about PlayStation VR 2 was about to release mm-hmm. and what we hoped you know that would be like what we were looking forward to since then we got a PSVR 2 uh, pretty much the week it released we've been playing it so this episode is going to be broke down into two different things we're going to talk about our impressions of PSVR 2 and then we're going to go into um, some fan mail and kind of answer some questions and have some discussions based on that email we got from a fan. So yes, sir. PSVR 2, right? Let it, me start It was off. a long time waiting. You start us off. I want to start off. Start us off. Oh, man. When I tell you I was disappointed on the one. I'm going to I'm gonna be for real. I'm going to be blunt. I was disappointed oh, on the one. Oh, on PSVR 1. Yeah, on the, on the PSVR 1. I, di- I didn't like it. It was the the funnest game was super hot, and yeah. even with super hot, you had those limitations because of all those wires that were mm-hmm. that were wrapped mm-hmm. around you. You know, I didn't super hot, and I'd have a knot on my leg, or I'd be I'd be like hanging from the ceiling with just PlayStation VR one wires. That was the most convoluted setup. Yeah, but for the price point of what it was. I was actually you say disappointed I was actually impressed. It was it was still like <laughs> what they did with yeah. the cost of it and how they I mean but I I do agree to a, largely with what you're saying is it had its limitations mm-hmm. and the setup and the wires was definitely one of them. And it, a big one. When they did release it um PlayStation was the first uh like gaming console with controllers that um, had released a VR, um, so I don't. I think they're the only besides Nintendo. I don't want to count Nintendo though, because they had that crappy box that you bought with the. Oh, that thing. Yeah. That, that doesn't count. You could you could have the same experience no. with Nintendo than you would with like a phone. That doesn't count. Box. All. Yeah, I'm not gonna count that, <laughs> but um. PlayStation is the Nintendo first and only company who has done VR. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I think I'm right, though. Um, what did you say? Nintendo was what? PlayStation was the first and like only to company do to do VR on their console. For console, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when they did the VR1... I got to go back. What are we... You don't know about this, but I, I do. And actually, on are the you first talking about the Nintendo, yeah, the old one, Virtual Boy? Okay, yeah, I know. You, what do you mean? I don't know about Virtual I'm, Boy. I'm actually very surprised. You know, I'm son. Boy. I'm son on the raised <laughs> on are, retro podcast. Raised on retro. I'm raised That's on. I'm. I'm the definition I of this podcast right. right here. I see that see? warms my heart. That you know about Virtual wouldn't it, Boy. Wouldn't it in like? Wouldn't bet, it in all? I bet if you went around you, kids at your school and asked them if they knew, they knew would what look a at me boy, crazy. Okay. <laughs> you'd never know what you were talking <laughs> wouldn't, about. Wasn't it in all red? It was all red. Yep. It was on a little stand. Like the graphics were green and black. So yep. it was just green outlines. I know you never played it. I only played it maybe twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was cool at the time, but it just it yeah. gave you headaches. It was awkward. Okay. But so they're I not would, the I first. Would, I would say that they were. That would be considered probably the, the first. first 
console okay. maker to come out with a virtual reality experience. That's that's good. That's good. I didn't I didn't even think about the virtual boy there. <laughs> and see that I'm glad we thought about it now because after listening to episode three where we talked all about virtual reality, we didn't even mention virtual boy. Did that and that I, we, I was like, dang, mm, man, we really we should have mentioned virtual boy. That piece yeah. of, of that's virtual like virtual reality <laughs> history. We didn't even mention it the whole time. That's like a footstone, man. All right, but uh, PlayStation VR one. We're gonna skip past what I was saying. Um, I'm not gonna spit false information in your mouth. <laughs> um, but PlayStation VR one. I was kind of disappointed. I was seeing these uh, PC VRs coming out, and they looked awesome. You know, some of them were even wireless at that point. And you know, I was looking at all these, and my like expectations were set way too high mm. for the PlayStation VR one. Moving on to the PlayStation VR two. I really liked um, how much more free it felt from the VR1. Those wires are such a big improvement to not have them so many around you. Um, the controllers, dude, we were using PS3 controllers <laughs> that we used for... Th- it was wild. You you had to use these PS3 era move con- controllers, move controllers with the little orbs on yeah. top. Um, you used that for the PSVR one when on PSVR two they had these brand new controllers. They felt really nice. They still do. They're amazing. All right. So um, before you start going into detail, let's just lay out the picture. Mm-hmm. Right. You come home one day, I yep. surprise you, I say, we got PSVR 2, we playing it. Yep. We set it up. Now tell me your impressions about the controllers, the setup, kind of those, that day one, how you felt about it. As soon as I put the headset on, it's already an improvement from what I'm used to. It's a lot more comfortable on the head it rests a lot more comfortable on the head when you tighten it it doesn't really feel tight it feels Mm. like it's just securing it it's not like locking onto your head um point i want to i want to say that i didn't really feel a super big immersion until i went into my first psvr2 game um but Besides that, everything with putting on the headset, uh, setting it up, I don't think that was very hard, was it? Uh, you set it up. No. Actually, they uh, improved that setup process a lot. Uh, and maybe I'll go into more detail when I talk about it. But, I mean, the biggest hassle and the reason I quit playing PSVR 1 was because of the whole freaking extra box and mm-hmm. unhooking HDMI cables because the VR box didn't pass through HDR. And so when I would play a regular game, I'd unhook that VR. And it was just such a hassle to do all that. Mm-hmm. This one is one USB connection from the headset to the PS5. And they li- it detects the headset and it walks you through the setup. And it's very simple. And it's actually pretty cool I the way they handle the, he- the uh, setup process. Mm-hmm. So the coolest game on PSVR 1 for me was Super Hot and a big problem with Super Hot on PSVR 1 was the fact that I couldn't turn a full 180 degrees without a cord tangling mm-hmm. onto me onto me. So on PSVR 2 
I my first game was Pavlov. I jump in that game. I was able to turn a full 180 degrees. I could turn behind me. I could look up, down, without any issues. It was so much nicer to have that, you know, flexibility with the headset. It's just, it's so nice, man. That that's such an improvement. Right. I can't get over that. I think everything you're saying, I agree with. But just looking at the hardware in general, right? The headset is an improvement over the first one, mostly in the display, mm-hmm. the resolutions and the frame rate. All of that is a huge, huge improvement. I'll talk about that uh, in a minute. But like you talked about, the comfortability of the headset, I, to me, PlayStation is top-notch mm-hmm. as far as designing their headset. Even the PSVR 1, with it, all its big limitations, it was still yeah. probably it was a the most headset. comfortable headset yeah. of VRs. Let's talk about the controllers, because one of the best things about the PS5 are the new DualShock? Are they still called DualShock? DualSense, I think they call them. No, DualSense. No, I'll controls. call them DualShock still. That's just the old school. Yeah. They call them DualSense now. But with this new version of PSVR 2, they introduced, they got rid of the Move controllers, which did their job fairly well. But now they've introduced these new um, controllers. Talk to me about those. What I really like about those controllers is the way they're shaped is actually really cool and kind of comforting. Uh, when you <laughs> when you first get your controllers, you might look at it and be like weirded out. I was I was a little bit confused myself when I first saw it, and I was like sticking my hand all over it trying to find a good place to like get the grab on it, and I <laughs> it took me a minute. But when you finally found it, it's really comfortable it they're lightweight so when you're in you're when you're in game like pavlov and you're like in a firefight you don't lose the immersion from having weighted um weighted controllers dragging your hands around you, it's very lightweight you can lift your hands move your hands very easily with them the buttons on them feel really nice uh, the button layout on it is simple and easy to learn. Everything about that controller is is good to me. I like it a lot. I agree. <clears throat> I agree. Any any other general impressions you got about the hardware, the 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 kind of day one feel, the vibe you got from it? This isn't controllers. A, anything else? This isn't a day one feel. This was before day one when I found about this. I was really. I thought it was really cool though. Um, what when I found out this was uh, they were doing like a tech demo, I think, and they had posted it on social media. We looked at it together, and it showed that they had this technology where if you it tracked your eyes, and if you looked a certain way, it kind of mess with points. the it kind of huge point. Yeah, it kind of. Um, alter the graphics so wherever your pupils aren't directed at it kind of lower the graphics over there and that just optimized the gameplay or allowed for better frame rate and it just made the game look better that to me is one of the the underlying things that probably not a lot of people unless you're very like tech savvy would understand or even care about but that probably makes 
one of the biggest differences in um, in in the look of games, but but also the efficiency of the games and the PSVR two being able to display some really awesome graphics because of that technology. Sure. Foveated rendering. There it is. I was trying to think of what <laughs> the technology they call it. Foveated rendering. It, it can detect the headset where your eyes are focused on in the game to where you can't. I've, I've seen people on YouTube try to trick it. They can't trick it. Hmm. Like it's that good. And it knows where you're looking, whether it be a menu over down in the corner in the top left, wherever. And it will actually um, process those graphics that you're looking at in that area, your field of view there in a higher resolution than the graphics that are outside your field of view to kind of save on rendering and processing power. That's huge. I'm going to go ahead and uh, pass my torch to you for a minute <laughs> because I don't want to stay on PSVR for too long. Yeah, that's true. And and I'm going to go way more probably into the freaking yeah. tech Specs than you are because I'm a big tech geek. And I, I don't like care about that. <laughs> so I'm my general impressions of PSVR two headset comfortable, display amazing, OLED screens, uh, 4K graphics. I think 120, maybe even more uh, refresh rate. Um, a, a larger field of view. A lot of you probably don't care about all these words. <laughs> to me, <laughs> it's a cool part of the technology. I love diving into technology. But just I say all that because PSVR 1 was our main, like, main VR mm-hmm. um, history before. And going to PSVR 2 to me is like leaps and bounds better the technology is so much better you can tell that they had more time they put more thought um just everything is better so besides the headset i mean just top-notch headset for the price you can't get a better one in vr that's my opinion i don't know everything about vr but i've done a lot of research before i bought psvr2 for me, for the money, the specs-wise, you can't find a better headset. Um, controllers. There's, you know, me doing my research before it comes out and after it's been out. People talk about the battery life on the controllers. It's not a deal-breaker for me. I think they last a good four hours. Um, You're spending that much time yeah. on VR. You I mean, need, you need to game <laughs> for more than four. Bro, take a break. <laughs> yeah. You can charge and control for 30 minutes. Okay, take yeah. Take a 30-minute <laughs> break. <laughs> bro, yeah. I'm like, four hours, shoot. If they last me I can't an even hour, go one hour, good. yeah. <laughs> they last me an hour, I'm good. But just everything else with the controllers, man, They that is another – huge improvement so not only is the headset i feel like a big improvement the controllers are a whole nother level like move controllers were decent these are like up there with some of the best controllers 
um, not full hand tracking, but they'll track your thumb placement and like your fingers kind of work a couple fingers. Uh, haptic feedback, button placement, more buttons, triggers, adaptive triggers. They did such a good job with PSVR 2. Controllers are top notch. Headset. Uh, but then features wise, right? We talked about foveated rendering. I'm not going to go into yeah. any more depth about that besides that just makes for an amazing experience. Um, but then like quality of life stuff like pass through, which was kind of became like a, um, a convenience feature that most VR headsets now where you can press a button when you got the headset on, right? You're kind of disconnected from the real world. Well, they have a camera on the outside of the headset. You press this button and now you can see using that camera what's going on around you. Mm -hmm. So I love that they added that. Uh, and then the eye tracking. Not only is that cool for the foveated rendering, but a lot of games are using that um, as a gameplay mechanic. Mm -hmm. <coughs> uh, like s using it for menus. You can actually go through the menus instead of using your controllers, just using your eyes, looking at stuff and selecting things. Um, I've heard that the new Firewall game an FPS like small team based game that we had on PSVR one with the aim yeah. uh, controller that you'll be able to throw grenades using your eyes like where you want to aim huh. so you'll just look where you want to aim your grenade and then do whatever controller mechanic is to throw it and it's going to go where you're looking so that I mean the technology That's is there neat. man for That's PSVR neat. 2 so my impression is I'm blown I'm blown away at the improvements and just um, my experiences so far with it's only been out not but a few months I'm very uh, excited for what I played and what they're gonna do with it in the future we talked a lot about that let's keep going mm -hmm. favorite games we played so far and we haven't played a ton I kind of looked at what everybody was liking looked at a lot of lists listened to podcast stuff on what everybody's kind of thoughts were on what the best games were and I went with the ones that I thought me and you would like what's your favorite game so far you've played on PSVR 2? Pavlov without a doubt Pavlov Pavlov, <laughs> Pavlov wasn't even on my radar when I got the game. <laughs> Like I, did, I didn't know nothing about it. It's been on Oculus. Mm -hmm. Been out on Oculus for a while. It's real popular there. But after doing my research and reading, everybody Pavlov, Pavlov, Pavlov. Mm -hmm. When I played Pavlov, it did five minutes in. I was a hundred percent sold. That game is freaking cool on VR. Mm -hmm. Amazing game. That's your top. That's your number one. Absolutely, it's a close. It's a close I would, number. I one. would say that's. I would say that's my number one too, because it hits those marks for me, um, as far as being, you know, you play team based, you play against people online. It's online, so yeah, Pavlov. So far, has probably been my number one game. What other cool games have we played that you like? Of course, we got a Grand Turismo. 
can't forget about Gran Turismo. <laughs> it's it's beautiful you, in VR. Do you want to tell them after we? I don't even think you got a chance to play it. I did. I'm talking about before I went and did like went overboard with Gran Turismo. The VR? Yeah. What did I go do after booting up Gran Turismo and just looking at the car? I oh, I, I oh, I dude, that's the best game mode in VR. You, you're not going to race <laughs> when you boot up Gran Turismo VR. You're going to sit in your garage, and you're going to look at your cars. The whole time, you're going to be in that little picture but mode. But remember, bef- that's what so I did. We, got the, we got the PSVR 2. Mm-hmm. We already had Gran Turismo. Yep. We were excited about it. I think I share screened with you mm-hmm. and showed you like me looking at the cars and stuff. And this was the first time I played it. Mm-hmm. I was like, Trey, check it out. We'll share a screen with you. And then I went, I was like, okay, let's go like that right there. Sold me on it. But I was like, let's go race. And I'm talking about not even 30 seconds into racing. I was like, what did I say? What I say when I was racing, I was like, because I was using the controller at the time. Mm-hmm. I said, "This game is meant to have for a wheel, a steam for wheel. a wheel." Mm-hmm. Okay. The like immediately, like I just felt like I should have a steering wheel in front of me. That's how immersive Gran Turismo is. Like immediately, I felt like I wanted to grab a wheel. I was using the controller at first. Because, you know, wheels are kind of expensive, for real. Hmm. I'm telling you, I turned that game off because I didn't want to play it with a controller in VR. And I immediately started looking for where I could get a good <laughs> deal on a steering wheel. And before before you played it, I had a wheel, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the next couple of days, Trey was home, and I was like, I got us a wheel for Gran Turismo. So, I'm not kidding. I, I just want to make a quick little side point. I feel like Sony kind of dropped the ball with Gran Turismo and VR. What happened? It's like they didn't promote it as much as like a VR game. That they should have like done that, more advertisement. For me, Absolutely. Gran Turismo is almost like a f- the flagship VR game, dude. Gran Turismo is like the graphics are amazing. Oh yeah. It's fun. It's a full-featured game. You remember PSVR 1, Gran Turismo Sport had a VR mode, but it was extremely limited. Oh, yeah. You, could only, you couldn't race online. You could only race your ghost. Uh, and it was just it was a big letdown, right? Gran Turismo 7 went all in, and it is the full game in VR. And it is amazing. And I didn't get the impression from all my research and waiting for PSVR 2. It felt like I never really heard much about. I wasn't really hype about Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. But once it came out, that's all everybody I was reading online was talking about. With the, the great thing about Gran Turismo VR for me is once you have the headset, the console, and the game all it takes is a chair from your kitchen and <laughs> and a wheel and you you feel like you're sitting in that Porsche that Mercedes Dude, that so cool. that Lamborghini 
it's it's amazing it's an amazing feeling and if you have a psvr and you don't own gran turismo first of all i recommend gran turismo is a base game it's oh, an amazing game day one. Oh yeah get gran turismo and gran turismo comes with a free vr update right or it's a free vr oh, yes, version free. right free. okay so when you get gran turismo you're also getting the vr if you have a PSVR, get Gran Turismo, experience Gran Turismo, and experience the regular game too. You know, that's it's such would say a Gran unique Turismo experience. Is a must buy day one. If you invest in a PSVR two, if you invest in a PS five, get Gran Turismo. If yeah, it's a good game. By, it's very true. Mm. It's a good game by itself. Um, you had me hooked on it, and then I quit playing it because. We ordered the PSVR 2. I'm like, I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting until PSVR 2 to play it anymore. I any, kept other, any other cool games you want to mention or games that you're looking forward to coming out? Or I'm going to quickly slide over this one. I don't want to go deep in on it. Kayak. It was a very nice-looking game. It was beautiful. Come out of nowhere. It Just was beautiful. kind of like underrated. Like. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was a racing game. <laughs> You go underwater, you know, mess we with stuff. We haven't tried the multiplayer on there yet. They, no, One we of the haven't. reasons I got it was yeah. because they were going to have an update with, like, kayak races with other people online. But I'll tell you, like, graphics-wise, it's, it's it, I bought kayak because, number one, of what I was reading online, but then also because, like, it's just such a change of pace from Pavlov, Gran Turismo, and all Relaxing. the other games. It's, like, just a kind of chill yeah. Something you can kind of demo for people who aren't. Well, it's not chill for everybody. Gamers who, who want to try VR. Like, here, sit in this kayak and check it out. Some people some people go hardcore on kayak. You don't. <laughs> True. I've seen a guy on TikTok. I've seen, a I've seen him. 10 kills I've on seen, kayak. No, I'm, I'm not playing. He paddles around <laughs> in, an, in a little Arctic map, and he goes and he kills penguins by whacking <laughs> them with his paddle. I'm not joking. You wow. think I'm joking. I'm not. He he goes in there and he he, he poaches penguins <laughs> on kayak. You can you can go around and he just smacks them with I've his paddle the penguins, and they fall into the water. It's hilarious. Awesome. Okay, let's get let's move on. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about PSVR two? Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Sum it up. Okay. In just a, got gotcha. two or three words. Your and, experience so far in the. In the couple months of this, when did it come out? March, February? I don't I think know. End of February. Uh, so two, about three months. Two words for me: big improvement. That's that's my two words to explain it. Everything was improved. The amount of games, the hardware, everything about it. I got I got my two words. Must experience. Okay. That's that's good. Must experience. Really? Because you kind of always got to put that disclaimer. Like us here on a podcast talking about VR, you reading about VR online, you watching a YouTube gamer play VR, nothing is the same as you experiencing VR. And I can promise you, if, if you have the stomach, some people just don't have the stomach for VR which is understandable so always go out and like demo your friends VR yeah. before you invest your money in one and see if your stomach can handle it if it can I promise you you will be sold on VR 
So must experience is is my. That's a good. Words. That's good. Two words. All right. That sums up our our general impressions of PSVR two in the in the last couple months we've had it. <clears throat> we'll come back later down the road sometime and do more VR episodes. But now uh, we want to move on to kind of like a new thing, new segment. We've always asked for people to send us their thoughts, ideas, questions, discussions, whatever. I had a friend of mine who listens to the podcast send us an email. We're going to read through his email. Shout out to Bradley Roll, a friend of mine from college. Appreciate you supporting us, man. Uh, we're going to go through your email, have some discussions on it, answer your questions. We're going to point out all your grammatical errors. We're going we're to make sure you're the grammar that, police. Yep. <laughs> if you spelt something wrong, we're, we're going give to. Out <laughs> your phone number and address for everybody <laughs> to call and harass you. Stay tuned at the end of the episode for that, for, <laughs> for Mr. Bradley's address. All right. So I'm going I'm to open up his email here and. Uh, We'll just kind of read through it and, and discuss some stuff. All right. So this email comes from a good friend of mine, Bradley Francis Roll. Uh, Trey, I'll be um, impressed if you get this reference. He, he was named after the Francis from the Pee Wee Herman movies, if you remember Francis. That's where he got his middle name. Oh, I thought he got roll from him looking like a bread roll. Oh, man. Don't be roasting my man <laughs> like that, bro. No, but Brad Brad is a, a really good friend of mine. We had some good times back in college. Brad, we, dude, let me. this is like a, a milestone for the podcast. This Brad really is. Oh, yeah. Francis Roll, the first fan email we've, we've got. Francius, my boy. <laughs> Brad, dude, we appreciate you so much, dude. We're just joking around with you, but thank you so much for reaching out and interacting. Uh, so he says, Brad says, hey, guys, first time caller. Brad, dude, this dude was a trip. That's why we got along so well. Hey, guys, first time caller, long time listener. First, I love the podcast. Thank you guys are a blast to listen to. I genuinely hope you keep making episodes. That's the plan. In episode two, Trey, you stop me anytime you want to discuss something. Perry, at Perry. Huh? At Perry, I'm going <laughs> to. In episode two, you guys discussed co-op games. <laughs> I think you hit several points right on the money. I'd like to add that I believe the reason couch co-op games aren't being made as often comes down to money. Why would the game companies release a game that two people could enjoy and play when only one of them would have to buy the game? Whereas when they release a game where there is only online multiplayer, you are guaranteeing that everyone playing the game has paid to do so. Way back when I could stand up without my <laughs> knees popping, I could play most <laughs> online games in a split screen mode with someone sitting right next to me. I remember specifically not buying the first Modern Warfare 2 because my friend Adam had it and I was over at his apartment daily. It wasn't until the game was at a disc replay, uh, which is a used game, a movie store, that I actually purchased my own copy. The good old days, man, when, <laughs> you know, just your friend had to have the game when you could freaking go to their house and play it. 
Francius, I'm really happy. <laughs> I'm really happy that you mentioned what we missed in that episode because I realized that when the episode ended. But um, we, on episode two, we went really in detail on a lot of stuff. And that ended us with a kind of long episode that we kind of missed out on some stuff on. Oh, for sure. So I'm going to clear that up for you real quick. Um, I do want to talk about um, money, money-wise, why they didn't make co-op. That's We're going to do it really quick. Um, I completely agree with you. Uh, companies are more and more money greedy by the day. You'll you'll yeah. see it. Oh yeah. Everything from the quality they're, they're of even, games. They're not even hiding it. Oh anymore. yeah. That's it's really <laughs> it's just blatant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from the quality of the games they're producing to the way they release mm-hmm. it, it's all about getting the most money out of it. It's not about bringing uh, experience to the player anymore. I'm not gonna get too deep into that. We'll save that for another episode, Francius. I'm going to read my paragraph. Stop calling him Francis. I'm going to call him Francis for <laughs> the rest Brad, of the Brad, bro. Okay. Just... <laughs> All right. Francis. <laughs> Go down. Go down. <laughs> did, did, you, did you get the reference? I didn't even ask you. Did you get the Pee Wee Herman reference? No. You don't know who Francis is. <laughs> now he's Francis. All right. Um, yeah. Here. <laughs> I'll say... Um, Pretty soon, <laughs> the way things are going in the gaming industry, it feels like we'll have to uh, pay money to allow someone to join our game to play with us. <laughs> so that, that's all I gotta say about that. Oh yeah. So Brad went on. He said, he said, speaking to me, he said, Perry, you've mentioned playing Fallout seventy six multiple times. I want to let you know, Fallout seventy six is World of Warcraft with death claws in place of dragons. While I did play WoW for a short while, I eventually got bored of doing the same things over and over while waiting on a new expansion and the never-ending grinding loop. I had fun for a short amount of time, but the thing I didn't like about WoW and those games are the other players. This, as well as the cluster that was the launch of that game, are the only reason I do do not play Fallout 76. I am not antisocial by any stretch of the imagination, but sometimes I just want to hop in a game, not have to worry about some raging donut hole popping <laughs> in and killing me and looting all my gear. Ironically, that is also what I don't like about playing Call of Duty, even though I play DMZ every day with my friends. I'm, I wanna... Fallout 76 is awesome. It sucked at the beginning. <laughs> but once they worked out the bugs... I, it, it became something that I enjoyed. I enjoyed it more when I had some friends to play with. I feel like they've done a good job of keeping it fresh and, and introducing new missions and content. Um, but the 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 launch was, what was the word you used? Dismal. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you say earlier? You said something when, about, when we started the episode? About me. Yeah. I said... Uh, <laughs> Oh, we're going to have to go back for that one. Uh, <laughs> no, we uh, ain't. Yeah. We're going to edit that out. All right. <laughs> uh, but I'm really glad he, he mentioned <laughs> World of Warcraft I in that played, paragraph. I never played World of Warcraft. Sir Francius III, you've, op- <laughs> <laughs> you've opened my eyes to what happened in episode two. Because 
I'm I'm realizing, and I did realize that we talked a lot about World of Warcraft, even though neither of us <laughs> have played neither the game. We had no reason to talk about World of Warcraft. <laughs> it's just it's such an easy example to use when well, you're talking about massive standard. multiplayer. It is the standard yeah. first one that you know. I don't. I feel like we should have maybe let, not the first one, but the first yeah. one that was so popular that it took over gaming. I did feel like we had to ease off of World of Warcraft. I just wanted to say that to um. The, the Sir Francis, the knight. Um, <laughs> how do you guys feel about Grand Theft Auto Online? This is a good one. All right. We got to kind of say that you're reading his email. All right. Brad says, how do we feel about oh, Grand yeah. Theft Auto Online? <coughs> Personally, I like GTA, but other players online completely ruined the experience for me. I was so happy when they gave you the ability to play the game in a private lobby. I'm hopeful that other games would allow you to do that. The other owner, the other downer is that Rockstar makes so much money off of microtransactions that they seem unmotivated to make a new game. I purchased GTA 5 <laughs> on five different systems and then he lists them out. <laughs> <laughs> Brad is going hard in his email. Almost as many as Skyrim. Oh, that's <laughs> that's, that's bad. Rant. That's bad. I download Skyrim that's on, bad. The, on the microwave. I feel bad for him. You can get Skyrim on everything. <laughs> you can download Skyrim on your Samsung TV. Yeah. And uh, I, I, that's scary that he's almost downloaded I GTA. I playing Skyrim on his Apple Watch yesterday. Yep. I actually have a... Uh, <laughs> I got a leapfrog in my room that uh-huh. we hacked. Yeah, and that's right. It, it's able to run Skyrim. It pushes at, those frames, but it, it gets there. P. Yep. <laughs> How do we feel about Grand Theft Auto Online, he asked. You want to go first or me? I'll go. I played How a lot of Grand Theft Auto Online. You played more than me. Oh, yeah. I have a lot of hours on that game. Hundreds. But, um... I, I completely agree with you. A big downer in the multiplayer is that I feel players who um, grief don't get punished enough. They have a system Facts. to where if a player griefs an uh, enormous amount, then they'll be sent to a like a lobby where they're in a bunch of other griefers. But the problem about that is it has to be the most extreme. I've seen a, a YouTube video. He said, how far do you have to go until you get kicked to one of these griefer lobbies? He went around in oh, a server for like two hours straight. Crazy. He yeah. was two hours straight running around the server, messing with people, blowing <laughs> up their cars, just making it miserable. And then he finally got sent there, and it was no different. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, you got to do so much to get put in one of those lobbies. Yeah, I think it. I think they need to kind of um, step it up if they want. Uh, if they want to kind of, you know, make it a little bit more fair for those casual players to not get griefed so often. What do you What do you think, well, about Grant? Though you know what what you the point you just made actually reminded me that <coughs> I I actually like how GTA decided to handle griefers and trollers by putting them in that dunce lobby. Mm-hmm. Right? 
they like put all the grievers and trollers in their own lobby and just let them grief each other. That's amazing. I think that is amazing. I love how they decided to handle that. Um, how do I feel about Grand Theft Auto Online? Man, it, that's that's a lot of thoughts because I think GTA Online has some of the biggest potential in the gaming industry. You know how big WoW was. We were just talking about WoW. We were talking mm-hmm. about WoW because WoW has been a staple in gaming for so long. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I think GTA Online has that kind of potential if they balance things out, if they handle the griefing and the troll in the right way, if they are able to add enough content and make, uh, you know, expand upon it to where there's enough that makes you want to play it. Um, but I, you know, I, th- I think I thoroughly enjoy GTA Online more than I dislike, uh, dislike it. Now, I have to put an asterisk by that because you mentioned private lobbies is when you started to enjoy the game. I really only try to play the game in private lobbies with my friends because, yes, that is, to me, the perfect way to enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. Like, me and my friends can go do heists. Me and my friends could go to each other's apartment, check out each other's cars, have a car show. Try to have a car show in a yeah <laughs> in a public lobby. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> Somebody flying over <laughs> in a helicopter. I've seen them try it before. Rain and missiles I've down. I've seen them try it before. It's a disaster. Okay. You can't get anything done <laughs> in public lobbies. Um, so, yes. I love Grand Theft Auto and um, when I play it with a private lobby with my friends. Mm. Anytime I go in a public lobby, uh, I hate it. Mm. <laughs> Brad goes on to say, he said, do you think companies are too quick to kill a game or stop working on it because they don't get the results they want immediately, like Red Dead Redemption 2 Online? I'm really glad you brought this up. I actually still play Red Dead Redemption 2 online sometimes. Um, I really only play poker at this point. And if I'm not playing poker, I go and do a bounty. But really, all Red Dead bounties are at this point is the same missions repeated over. Even the legendary bounties, there's, a, there's they're unique. They're their own missions, but there's only so many of them. And then after you do that, all that happens is the difficulty increases some. Nothing else changes. Um, so really all I've been doing on Red Dead Redemption is is playing poker and getting money for <laughs> poker. Um, the, an easy way to fix that is just being more active with the community and adding more jobs. Because people have been asking for more jobs for an crazy amount of time and when they were when they found out that rockstar was leaving to bring all those developers probably to go work on gta 6 right it was it hurt because red dead online had such a good potential i will i'll say this 
because you mentioned Red Dead, but you're talking about just companies in general killing games too early. Red Dead, the only reason I bought Red Dead 2, I've, I've probably said this in every episode so far, I'm not a single-player gamer. <laughs> I play online, right? And so I liked Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption online. For whatever reason, like, I enjoyed that game online with my friends. I was excited about Red Dead Redemption 2 and them expanding upon that online experience with your friends. And man, they did they drop the ball. I mean, I thought after Red Dead Redemption 1, after GTA Online success, like they were going to bring a great experience with Red Dead Redemption 2. And I feel like they completely dropped the ball, missed the mark on that. Uh, so specifically for that game, they did a terrible job. Um, in general, do I think companies are quick to kill a game because they don't get the results they want? It depends what company we're I, talking about. That, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, I really feel like it's more of, you know, independent studios don't have a lot of, of flex in being able to take risk and have like big money to back up a slow start for an online game etc whereas games backed by sony or xbox or ea or somewhere else may you know be able to overcome a slow start and add to because they got money though you know they'll pour more money into it help them fix things and develop more for to to fix some of those issues so i don't really have a, a an opinion really one way or the other um just like any other business you kind of gotta decide for yourself based on your employees and your family and your bank account of when you need to cut your losses and move on so i think that's just a per company basis very true brad says do you think loot boxes and i love his wording here are predatory towards children (laughs) i feel like we should we should have got chris hansen on this episode or are glorified slot machines. How do you feel about loot boxes? I think I think they're just uh, borderline predators. Just <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think loot boxes are bad. Um, I do think that. In a certain sense, they can be bad when it's in a case like CSGO because people have a serious gambling addiction with paying money to buy loot boxes on that game because you use real money. Now, Mm -hmm. if a game has an option to use real money, but you can also earn that in-game, I think that's okay. Rainbow Six Siege did that with their little card packs that they had you could open a little pack and then you'd have skins for your guns and stuff. You could earn them or you could buy them. Um, you know, I don't know a lot of people who have really bought a lot of that besides like 
YouTubers and stuff who would want all that for skins. Wow, I got this flashy skin. We're going to do for this sub count. We're going to open all these packs. And I haven't seen a lot of people get like a addiction for opening, you know, card packs on a game where you could earn them. Because if you can earn them, why spend money? You know, if they give you that option. And I, I think that's a more healthy way. Unlike in CSGO, I don't think you can even earn to unlock a pack. Like, you have to pay money to get a pack yeah. opened. I, th I think we would probably do a whole episode on loot boxes and the different types and how we feel about them. Um, my personal feelings on loot boxes and how they're geared towards kid gamers and just in general loot boxes. <clears throat> it, it, it varies game to game again, but I completely dislike and disagree with the random loot boxes. I feel like if I'm paying $5 to buy a box and it's random I'll never, I won't do that. Mm. <laughs> Rocket League's a good example. I've been playing Rocket League for years. I will not spend money on a random chest at a chance to hopefully get something that I want. Mm. If I'm going to spend $5 on something, I want to buy what I want. Yeah. So I do not agree with or like the random loot chance that a lot of games kind of go toward. I like, I'm okay with the games that have a shop and say, hey, if you want this Spider-Man skin, it's $20. Well, if you're willing to fork out $20 to get the Spider-Man skin for Fortnite, well, that's on you. Maybe I'm not. Maybe if it goes on sale for $10, I might, you know? Like, I'm okay with that because I know, like, if I want the Spider-Man skin, there's a price to me that I want it at, and if it hits, I'll buy it if I want it. I won't if I don't want to spend that much money. But I completely disagree with the random chance loot thing. I do think that sets a very bad precedence in gaming, not just for kids, but in general. And I'm looking at you, sports titles, Maddens, 2Ks, oh, etc. with these dumbass packs. Excuse my Francois. These these packs that some people uh, pour hundreds, thousands of dollars into for a random chance of getting this high card, dude. That's not me. If you do that, fine. That's that's you. I like. It doesn't bother me that you do it, but I just there's something not right about that to me, especially in kids' games. You know, the Robloxes, the Fortnites, and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah that's just, I feel like that's a, a big topic that I'm just touching on. There's so much more, so many more levels to that. Maybe in a future episode. Do I, what happened to EA Sports NBA Live? Man, you all over the place, Brad. I, I, I can't even you add on just, that, man. You got to think about me. 
You got to think about me. You're forgetting about me. I'm on this. I'm on this show. Brad said, "What happened to NBA Live? It used to be so good. Two K just murdered me. Don't man. include me, bro. I'm getting out of here. I'm walking out. I'm getting off the podcast. I'm death. <laughs> I'll let you talk. I'll talk I'll for yeah, an ahead. hour on that. So I'm not <laughs> even gonna try to. What happened? EA Sports got way too comfortable. Uh, there's a lot to that, man. Like EA Sports at one time hired the guy that uh, Mike Wang, who is like the gameplay producer of 2K Sports. They brought him to NBA Live and they like were promoting like this next NBA Live is going to be the best thing ever. Mike Wang pretty much went over to NBA Live at EA, like stole their ideas, left and went back to 2K. And that's, I think that was the downfall of NBA Live. I don't think that they've released a game since then. Damn. That, that's, that's, yeah, that, there's a lot going on in that whole rivalry. Uh, I used to play NBA Live back on 95, Sega, one of the GOATs. 2K is the better game because there is no NBA Live. And me personally, I wish. NBA Live would come out with a uh, live service version of a basketball game and 100% do away with the annual release and focus on gameplay and tweaks and balance and kind of do the Fortnite model, make it free to play. Everybody can download it. Immediately you get a large user base and then it's not going to be as good as 2K for a while. But if they just keep that, if they come out with a solid base, which they had on the last live game that they come out with, it was a good base, but it had a lot to do. If they would have just kept building on that year after year, every two, three months come out with an update to fix gameplay, fix balance, add new stuff, by this point, they would be close to competing with 2K. Brad goes on. He says, do you think the NFL's contract with EA Sports to be the exclusive video game of the NFL caused EA to quit trying to prove, improve the game and support for it? Brad, Brad's next question is going to ask, what came first, the chicken or the egg? I, d- <laughs> I don't know where he's going with some of this. I mean, this is like Jeopardy. I, I feel like I'm on a game show right now, Brad. It's a quiz show. Am I winning? <laughs> Is the price right, Brad? <laughs> Tell me. Uh, yes. Yes, I do think the NFL's contract with the EA Sports calls EA. I mean, because, I mean, if anybody's ever played um, NFL 2K5, it's the greatest football game in history. To this day, I mean, we're talking about almost 20 years later, NFL 2K5 is the greatest football game to this day. No Madden has ever competed, except for probably the same year, except for Madden 2005. Um, NFL 2K5 is still the greatest football game of the day, I think. And, and their EA's answer to NFL 2K5 was to go out and buy – or to get the NFL license, and and that pretty much 
made 2K quit making the NFL game, and Madden has become very lazy in making a good product. And that and and look, you can kind of rework that question into what you talked about live in 2K. 2K has become very lazy in making a good NBA game because NBA Live hasn't released in six, five, whatever, how many years it's been. 2K is lazy. EA is lazy. There's no competition. They get lazy. They don't push themselves. Last question from Brad. He promises. I'm working. I'm working on – I'm got my brain knobs turning, man. Okay. He promised. So, if we get another question I'm after tired, this, Bradley. If we, if we get another question after this, we're giving out his information, his personal information, and we're <laughs> going to ask people to go to his house. <laughs> we're going to throw Brad a surprise birthday party. <laughs> Last question. He promises you have one video game to convince someone how cool video games can be. I love this question. This why do you, why really do you save this question. for last? This, this is a terrible question. This could have been the whole email, was it? <laughs> really, we could have talked about this the whole email. Now you got us stuck in a knot, Bradley. Okay, now we really got to put it. You got one okay. video game to convince someone how cool video games can be. What are you playing? Really quick, every viewer. I'm going to have to think on that. Every viewer watching this video right now, I want you to think about it. I'm going to give you a second to think about it because that's a really good question. That's a great, every, great question. Everybody who's ever played video games are all going to have different answers because we all play different video games. I don't even know. Mine's going to be a strange answer. You're not going to You're not going to expect mine. Even know. You wouldn't guess mine in a million years. Bradley wouldn't guess mine in a million years. I'm, I'm going to go. Yours ahead. is hide and seek. I already know. No. <laughs> On Atari 2600. Number two, but number one, <laughs> but number one, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to explain this one because you don't know about it. Huh. An indie developer made this, and I think it's I really think, cool. I think I might know where you're going. Nope, you don't know. I think it's called Rain World. Nope, I don't, I don't See? know. See, okay. About. But this indie developer has made this game where you play as a creature in this it's it's kind of like a platformer kind of uh it's hard to explain but you're a creature and you're trying to survive in this in this world right you're going around hopping from level to level you're going through all these different environments and he's made an ecosystem with all of these um with all the ai in the game so he has all these creatures that act differently and move differently they hunt you there's these there's these little creatures they come in packs and what they'll do is they'll split up and they'll they'll like try and trap you by like moving around certain ways they'll predict your movements or maybe there's another creature um there's these lizard creatures and you know one might grab you and start to drag you into his den to eat you but then another lizard comes and they start fighting for you they start fighting for the food it's a whole live world that he's built in this indie game all while you're just trying to, you know, survive in it. You play as a, like, secondary consumer in a whole food chain. And I think that's really cool. You eat on these, uh, you eat on other animals, but other mm. animals eat on you. It's all about surviving in this vast ecosystem. Jeez. You go across multiple, multiple different 
biomes. It's really neat. I'm gonna have to show never that to you. I'm gonna have to show that to you. How have you never showed me this game? But <laughs> I just found out about it You're recently. Just holding back on the one game you would show somebody how cool video games you never even told me about. Okay, this game. but when I when I tell <laughs> you when I tell you that you can't base build, you're gonna oh, say yeah, I'm no. Out, I'm out, bro. See? Now <laughs> Um but it's a, a really cool game. Please check out Rain World. Support the creator. Huh. Um We're gonna go look at that. So yeah, we're gonna look at that after the episode. Podcast, I'm gonna go check um out. it's really cool. But I just I would recommend it solely because it's kind of a different experience from other video games and is if it, it uh it, it's alive you know it's a whole live system that he has going on I think that's really neat and it shows how you know Very AI cool. communicates with each other and everything I I'm I'm gonna stop Super I'm gonna go cool. to you yeah I'll, I can't wait to check that out now I'm excited oh what one video game would I show someone to convince them how cool video games can be that's that's these open-ended questions are so difficult for me because i overthink everything bradley never send us an email again (laughs) (laughs) we forgot to tell y'all you only can send us one email no i'm joking if we find out you send us two (laughs) send as many as you want (laughs) oh man I, i overthink everything so I don't think you know everybody has a different hook, right? If you ask me, what one video game, you know, from some people is going to be story games, mm-hmm. some people is going to be multiplayer, yeah. some people is going to be driving, of some people is going to be fighting, Boom. some people is going to be sport. Boom. So now I'm thinking in like general terms. You gotta like hit a big audience, but then in that audience you gotta capture. You got to show people how cool video games are mm-hmm. in that big audience. So, I'm, to me, the game that stuck out to me was Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Explain. <laughs> I think because <clears throat> I almost said GTA 3 because that kind of was like. That was the tipping point yeah. of like 3D open world. That was like the 3D open world game that changed the whole history of gaming. But for me, like they refined that further with with Vice City and San Andreas. And to me, San Andreas, like kind of hitting that peak. Um, so I just think it's such an open world that you can do so many different things in that it would appeal some like you a lot of people would find something that Creative they enjoyed freedom. in there. Yeah. I mean you could play golf on there. You could uh customize cars on there. You could do the story mode on there. San Andreas have multiplayer? Uh don't, I don't know. think so. Don't no? think so. Regardless. There's just a lot. There's a lot to do that, you know, somebody can find something that they enjoy doing. So that's a good answer. I think that would be my. Bradley then tries to convince. Sorry. Bradley's Bradley's making me cough up here. He he tries to make us to to 
shout out his his Xbox and PSN. <laughs> I ain't doing that, Bradley. I ain't doing that, Bradley. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. All right, Brad. We appreciate you so much, man. That I mean, I enjoyed reading through that and talking about it. Uh, he does have a PS. I never know what PS stood for. I just um, you know what that prescription is? standard. <laughs> Personal statement, I think it is. I, don't, I really have no clue. That's probably right. <laughs> Brad says, P.S. On the subject of video games, this better not be a question because he said he Bradley, only if had one more question. It's that last question. This better not be a question. P.S. On the subject of video game soundtracks for your Spotify, I have to mention Need for Speed Underground 2. Ooh, I've heard a lot of good things Which, about that, actually. And Brad's opinion is one of the best soundtracks on a video game. Mafia 3 is a close second. Brad, I wholeheartedly agree with your opinion. Both of those are fantastic soundtracks. Need for Speed 2. All right. Brad, what you... Look, hold on, hold on. I got to go. I got to say this. I got to talk to Brad about this. I got to say this. Because Brad actually introduced me for, to Need for Speed 2. When mm. we were in college, that game came out. Um, I didn't... I was gaming at the time. I had a PS2. Brad had a PC that he gamed on. Mm. And when I'd go to his house, he would be playing. Brad, dude, I'm taking it back, bro. I'm going into the archives. You played the, what is the, the superhero MMO game? Like, dude, I'm going to have to. <laughs> I'm going to talk to Brad while this is happening. No, no, no. But I, then one of the other games he played was, um. Need for Speed 2 on PC, dude. And it was awesome. So, yeah. And I remember the music. It was a great, great, great soundtrack. You introduced me to that. I appreciate it, Brad. I got to look up the superhero game you used to play. City of Heroes. City of Heroes. Look, I thought of it without looking it up. I think that's what it was. I hope <laughs> I'm not wrong. Mafia 3. Yeah, I watched, you know, I watched some of my friends play it. That was the one that was set in, like, Louisiana, New Orleans area. So, and it had a bunch of classic rock songs. Great soundtrack. And we will try to add some of that to our Spotify. Bradley, what you put me through here is now I have to go through and listen to the entire Need for <laughs> Speed Underground 2 and Mafia 3 soundtracks. I'm <laughs> I'll, I'll do that. Because I, I I know that you're Underground know, 2 has some good ones. You're going to know some ones. of these Mafia 3 ones, Trey. Yeah. I know you listen to a little bit of like classic rock. Mm-hmm. You ain't ready for Need for Speed. No, I've 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 seen <laughs> some of the Need for Speed Underground. I've actually I've heard about how good it is. So I'm, I'll gladly look through That's and find any that I really like. I'll add them onto it, Dad. You also have access to add stuff if you want to yeah, add Yeah, any. yeah, for sure. So... Bradley, I'm sorry for calling you Francis. <laughs> <laughs> I think dude, we got we got to close it off. Oh my goodness, it's ending already. Man. See, this is what we need to be better at <laughs> coming out with the episode. This was an awesome episode. I had a lot of fun talking about PSVR2. I had a whole lot of fun going through Brad's email. Oh, yeah. I hope we get more emails for the next one. Brad, send us another one, man. That was fun. Maybe not, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, I want you to give us what, a trivia. What do you what do you want to tell everybody before we leave? 
Last shout-outs. Remember, TikTok. Y'all know our TikTok. What's our TikTok? We're, we're, the, same, <laughs> we're the same on everything. Okay, Raised yeah, on Retro. You, find us on TikTok. You know us. Look for the playlist on Spotify, Raised on Retro. Uh, wherever you listen to us, whether it be through iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, I don't even remember all the other Spotify. ones. Please subscribe to us so that you get a notification whenever we come out with one of these episodes. And last but not least, we had a lot of fun um, discussing Brad's email and answering his questions. Please send us some emails because we love to read them. Oh, yeah. We love y'all's feedback. We love all of it. And we would like to put that in the next episode. Don't feel obligated to go in detail and write us an essay like Brad did. Um Brad's <laughs> still on the Brad Brad's like one of those one of those kids that reminds the teacher of homework. You know <laughs> Brad you messed up being Bra- the first person to email. <laughs> Brad <laughs> I knew that email was gonna be over the top when that first sentence was when I read that first sentence he said <laughs> what you uh, he said, go back, go back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Go back. He said, first time caller, long time listener, I was in for it. I knew I was hopping in a marathon when I read that. But um, please send us emails. Get in touch with us. Do anything, dude. Get involved. Get involved in this community. I love to see y'all with us. Um, I... I wanted to say something else that I'm forgetting. What is it? You forgot? I, I forgot. How do you forget, man? You're like four years old. I'm supposed to be the one that forgets. You do forget. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> then <what? laughs> All right, man. We appreciate y'all so much. We're going to see if Trey remembers in the next 15 seconds. Um, Thank uh, you for listening. <laughs> Episode four. It was a blast for us. I we think, hope y'all enjoyed it. Subscribe to us. He's still thinking. thinking. His gears are turning. I can hear him. They're grinding. Grease them up. Nope. I'm giving you five seconds. Last words five, for the episode. Four. Mm, three. Brad sucks. Two. Oh, man. I'm going to do my boy like that. Brad, we love you, bro. <laughs>